Blog Talk Radio. Marty Oakley of the PPJ Gazette Online, and this is the TS Radio Network. And you know, on these shows, we talk about all of it. Tonight, we've got John LeCron with us again, and we're going to be talking about things like the global reset and, you know, uh, what's actually going to be going on that we have to look forward to if we don't get this stopped. Um, I know from research I've been doing things, uh, as I'm researching something, a lot of times I stumble across things I didn't know were going on or there. You know how that is. And recently I've been bumping into a lot of articles about inheritances and how families should not be able to inherit property. Um, There's something wrong with that. Uh, What if your children inherit the property and then their children inherit it from them and it's probably gotten more expensive and so they're getting something that they never worked for and it really wasn't fair for them to have it And I thought, wait a minute, what is happening here? We have seen what happens uh, when these guardians get a hold of property. The family is totally uh, disinherited. And in June of 2011, The Atlantic wrote an article specifically about this called, Why Do We Allow Inheritance at All? And after all, why should kids be allowed to inherit? Um, I I just, why shouldn't they be allowed? You know, it's a family thing. You keep talking about family, family, family. Um, why wouldn't you want them to inherit? Um, we, I'm sorry, I got a lot going through my head right now. We are seeing the biggest transfer of wealth going on in this country that ever happened. Um, we are seeing people... Uh, we, they keep talking about how the people that are unemployed or poor just want a handout, just want a freebie. Guess who's getting corporate welfare to the tune of billions and trillions of dollars? And you're worried about somebody getting a welfare check? I think your your priorities are a little misplaced there. We just bailed out banks to the tune of $7.2 trillion, that's with a T, trillion dollars. And the way they kept you quiet was they gave you a little $1,200 stimulus check. But guess who's going to pay for all of this money? We are. They're going to raise our taxes. <laughs> They're going to do whatever we they can to wrench and extort the money out of us. When they stand up and say, "This is a, we borrowed this money on the full faith and credit of the people of the United States, what they are saying is they put up your land your property, your wages and labor, whatever you have, as collateral collateral on the money they borrowed. They didn't put up their stuff. They put up your stuff. So if they go south on the loan 
and they can't make, say, the service fee or the principal payment, China, for instance, can come in here and start collecting property. What they've done here is called hypothecation. They put up your assets to cover their loan. And that's so they can start wars and uh, steal other people's oils, and we can give Israel 8 or $13 billion a year that they don't need. Um, please, somebody save me from all of this. We've been fighting all this stuff for years, but we're getting down to the crunch here now. Uh, when they're openly talking about how you should not be able to inherit because, after all, you don't need to own anything. And in actuality, you really don't. But we like our little playhouse there. Uh, we virtually have no privacy because we are surveilled 24-7. And I don't know about any of you, but I'm not real happy about all, all of that. And they're talking about giving everybody a living wage. Um, what is it? I, it? There's a name for it where they, they are... They get money all the time, whether they're working or they're not. And um, now, a lot of people think that's a good idea. I think it sucks. But that's me again. And uh, But there again, you don't get to own anything. Uh, nothing is yours. You're under total surveillance. You have no privacy whatsoever. Um, you're limited in what you can do and say because if you do or say the wrong thing, they can shut you off. And if you think the way things are now can shut your life down, you wait till they get this whole operating system up and going and see how you like that Uh, because you're going to be part of that system. On the note of the COVID vaccine, it's not actually – it's not actually a vaccine. It is a – in a simplified – Marderna admitted this – an onboard operating system, this RNA that's in there, this replicating virus-like crap, attaches to your muscle, spreads like a virus, and it makes you able to interface with artificial intelligence, computers, whatever. They can monitor your whole life, <laughs> and you never know it till they flip the switch and shut you off. But this is what this is about. Apparently, it's not enough to be human anymore. We have to be part machine if we're going to survive. I don't want to be part machine. Now, you all do what you want to do. We've got people dropping dead all over the globe from these vaccines, and there is no virus in them, uh, not that you would identify as um, something that might be of benefit. There, there's nothing in it, but what's happening is people's immune systems are being shut down by whatever's in this vaccine. Now, we're using them on the elderly, and I've seen reports all over, oh, we've got new vaccines in, and the elderly are targeted to get them first because uh-huh, they're the most vulnerable, the most likely to drop over dead. This is not so much a global killing as a global culling. This is a cull shot. And we're seeing a great number of elderly people with whom they are withholding primary medical care for ongoing illnesses they may have, like diabetes, heart disease, high blood pressure. They're withholding all the medical care for that and acting as if everybody has got COVID and they're giving them this vaccine and they die. 
but you shouldn't be alarmed by that, according to the doctor off of CNN. You should not be alarmed because they're living in a nursing home anyway, and they're in it their life, so if they die, so what? On another note, CNN recently reported that 25 million people in the United States were now infected. I'd like to know where in the hell they got that number. Uh, we've got a PCR test that is not meant to detect viruses that gives a 95% rate of false positive. So how do you know anybody's infected with anything? And where did you get this 25 million figure? This is fear porn is what it is. It's fear porn. They keep ramping the numbers up, ramping the numbers up. They're culling us. There's no getting around that. Whatever you die from, it's covid you know, you, your head could fall off and roll down the street. Oh, you died from COVID. Anything to terrorize you. This is government-sponsored terrorism. So in that light, please take things with a grain of salt. Do not let them ram that thing up your nose. Please don't do that. And for God's sake, take that stupid mask off. You're making yourself sick. And it makes me sick to look at you wearing it. So, I mean, that's just on a personal side. But anyway, let's see if John is ready to go here. Get this mic up. John, you up and ready? Yes, ma'am. I'm up and ready. Right, Don't ask everyone. me what the heck happened. I actually had to, I actually, it went dead right when I stopped talking to you. And all I can say is I actually had to call back into the show. So if you called me five wow. minutes ago, you have my utmost apologies. Yeah, you gotta. Oh love wow! This. All right. <clears throat> anyway, we're persistent, aren't we? So, yep. ladies and gentlemen, let's go down that proverbial rabbit hole yet again. I'm telling you, Marty has been batting a thousand tonight. But we're going to talk a little bit deeper about some of the stuff that we've already covered in the past. But more importantly, we want to talk a little bit about what we need to do in order to kind of counteract all of this activity that has been going against our very nature and against everything that uh, we are in theory supposed to believe in. I don't know about you, but I'm not much interested in becoming a Borg. It's not in my nature to be walking around and following somebody else's orders, especially as a bunch of electronics attached to me. Just kind of really goes against my nature as a man. I don't know, you know, whatever it is. But we're going to start with talking about the New Deal. Now, folks, I've told you folks in uh, 1933, Franklin Delano Roosevelt did what he called the New Deal. Basically, that was where he hypothecated every man, every woman, every boy, every girl, and all the property in the world to stand as surety for the debts of the United States Corporation. Okay, He did that in his inauguration speech. You know, we've talked about the fact that uh, you cannot find it in print form where they say, today is a day of national consecration. Why is that? Because somebody might actually want to ask about that. But if you want to hear the president, the criminal banker from New York, say those actual words in his own voice, well, it's still on YouTube. And remember, folks, in a contract, that which comes before takes care of everything that comes afterwards. It takes precedence over it. And I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Nation, national, that's the corporation masquerading as government and its slaves slash employees. Now, uh, what does the word consecration mean? <laughs> you have to love it. It means you're working for the church. 
Well, how long have I been telling you folks all about Vatican banking? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, there you go, folks. Well, the New Deal started right out the, with a bang, of course. Uh, FDR and his banking buddies uh, stole all the American people's gold in 1933, shut down all the banks. And when it was all over, said and done with, a lot of those banks didn't open up again. Hint, hint. Okay, and when they shut down those banks, that means those people that had money in those banks all of a sudden didn't have access. And again, same thing applies. Folks, if you have rented a safety deposit box, all I can say is good luck getting whatever you think is valuable out of there about the time they shut down the bank. And I don't even care if we're talking about Federal Reserve notes because, again, if you don't know what has taken place in the last 20 years with regards to banking, well, let's just say they treat you as an unsecured creditor to the bank. Because remember, it's Federal Reserve notes. It's their paper. It's not yours. It's theirs. Now, yes, I know they consider you to be a branch office of their Federal Reserve System through your corporation, and that's how they can justify it. And, of course, they tax you for the benefit of using their fiat currency crap. But again, that's a story for another day. When they stole the gold and shut down the banks and stole the gold notes or gold certificates as well, which also were claimed against gold, they established a brand new system. And that was where the Federal Reserve note was the standard of being paying payments. Because back then, folks, you have to realize the contracts at the time, most of them were also based on gold. Okay. And being based on gold, that meant they, all the debts had to be paid back in gold. It was very standard in those days. And when they voided that contract, well, guess what? Now you can't pay in gold. All you can do is pay in Federal Reserve notes. That was by design, folks, very much by design. And again, if you're not aware of your history, the value of gold at the time FDR took office was $20.63. Once the bankers and the uh, government had all the gold, or at least everything that the uh, American people were willing to turn back in, well, let's just say they had a field day. They changed the price to $35 an ounce. Massive windfall profits for the banks and the corporations masquerading as government. A nightmare for anybody who had actually owned physical gold at the time. I've talked about the fact that the gold and silver market have been manipulated along with all the other commodities, but the worst of the manipulation has been the silver market. Gold right now is right around 1900 give or take. It bounces up and down so much it's not – I can't even keep up with it for the most part. Uh, silver trades at about uh, somewhere between 25 and 26 the last week, and again, all manipulation, all paper market. But they're getting away from all of this. They've only manipulated the market to the point now they're in trouble. There's still plenty of gold out there, and that's why I'm not so very fond of gold because it can take longer for the gold market to uh, see significant gains. But you see, when last time it was at these levels where gold was at 800 an ounce, silver was at 50. Now gold is at 1900 and silver is at 26. There's a problem with that, folks. It's a big, big problem. Either gold is way, way, way overpriced, and I'm here to tell you it's not. Compare it to anything of no value, obviously it's worth a lot more than anything with no value whatsoever. Well, silver should be 75, 85, 100, whatever. Well, all I can tell you is this. There's eight ounces of silver for every one ounce of gold that's in the ground. That's eight to one. Originally, it was around 15 to one, but they've already culled most of the silver 
that was easy to get to. Well, now here's the problem. If that's the actual numbers, again, 8 to 1, silver price should be way better than that, right? If gold is so valuable at uh, close to two grand, and there's only eight ounces of silver for every one ounce of those one those gold pieces, yeah. And I'm not here to tell you just to let you know this. I'm telling you as a basis of why to think. And the reason for that is, while a lot of people really don't even know values of gold or silver or anything like that. Those of us that do recognize it's a real store of value because what I like to refer to those things as is a store of energy. Okay, It's labor that you've already committed, you've already done something, and now you've basically it's stored energy of your life force. And so when you buy something tangible, and it doesn't matter if we're talking gold, silver, land, antiques, or just whatever you think has tangible value, again, it's – something physical it's something real it's something tangible you can put your fingers on it you can touch it you can enjoy owning it even though slaves don't own anything and uh there it is well now we're moving into a brand new system and again if you folks haven't been listening the world economic forum has not been hiding anything you have to realize they're going into a brand new system and this system is based on technocracy. Now, technocracy was actually a lot of studies back in the 1930s. In other words, they've had almost a century to perfect it. But you see, back in the 1930s, yeah, they had some of the technology, but they were nowhere near ready to do it back then. Yeah, but now they are. They've done the math. And one of the biggest problems is the average man or woman on the street cannot even do simple math. It's that bad. You take out a credit card at whatever percent interest, even though there's no such thing as money and you're never borrowing anything and nobody's lending you anything because it's basically nothing more than fiat currency anyway, which means somebody says it has value only because somebody says it has value. You know how that works in Ponzi schemes, right, folks? Think about it. But anyway, they've been debasing the American dollar since day one of the Federal Reserve System, literally day one. And the last numbers I saw, you know, one penny for a dollar of 1913 money. Well, no, I think it's even a fraction of that. And the only way they've been able to offset all of that garbage is the fact that we've been such a productive society that even with the massive parasitical garbage that they've been putting on us and as far as stealing from our paychecks, as far as all the other things that they do to steal our life force from us, well, we've still been able to maintain it. Got to remember, folks, even your average man or woman living in poverty here in America still has it better off than a lot of other places around the world. We still have running water. We still have electricity. Yes, homelessness is a major problem, and there's no excuse for that at all. But uh, still and yet, there's an awful lot of people that have housing. There's an awful lot of people in other parts of the world. They don't. And how did all this come about? This thing called government with the assistance of these things called banks. So we're going to talk a couple minutes, and then I'll start giving you some solutions. Okay, the global economic reset is basically a closed-loop system. It is where it's all going to be moving into a central bank digital currency. And just like the original New Deal, which was a great deal for the corporations and the banks and the governments, and was a nightmare for the people, well, this is a brand new version, so I've been calling it New Deal 2.0. And 
And you have to think about it in that perspective. told, that's exactly the game that they have played, and they are playing it to the nth degree. Now, they're not even hiding from you what their intentions are. They've been putting it in your face for years. But they needed something unique to happen, okay? And if you remember, maybe you don't, Fauci, a Jesuit criminal, told you a couple years ago that uh, there will be a pandemic, we call it a pandemic around here on Muddy's show, during the uh, Trump administration. And oh, how convenient. In 2020, there it is. Hey, just right on cue. Roll it all out. And how convenient was that? And I'm not even talking about the politics involved because politics was a major part of it. But no, it solved all of the problems the bankers had. They were now able to destroy Main Street in a very strong way. Small businesses decimated, destroyed, ruined. Some of them family businesses for generations. Other ones, businesses that had been built up over years by people with hard work, worth ethic, morals, integrity. They were doing things daily. They were hiring employees. They were making a difference in their communities. Now, you look at these parasitical corporations like Walmart and tell me that these parasitical corporations are doing for Main Street what these small businesses were. Folks, if you're paying attention at all, you know that has not been the case. Small business has been the driver, the driver of employment for decades. Now they wiped it out. So now, again, look at the fact that you had the quote-unquote Great Depression of 1933. Well, I like to call this the Greater Depression of 2020. And believe me, 2021 is going to get worse. Now, why is that? Why have they made it so unemployed people are 50% of the country? That dwarfs anything of 1930s era. At the height of it, I think it was 35% unemployment. And remember, back then, women didn't work as a general rule. Only men did. Well, if you've heard me talk about the feminist movement, again, that was a Rockefeller plan. They figured out that they were only taxing half the country. Says, well, we need to tax the other half of the country, the females that are all staying at home, taking care of babies, being good mothers. Oh, no, no, we've got to have the feminist movement. Raw, raw. Let's burn those bras. So that's what we had. Free sex, people. Yes, it is. Woohoo! Party time. Because what the corporations figured out is this they discovered that single women are spendthrifts, married women aren't. Married women are good girls sometimes. Nowadays, not so much. But back in the day, they really were. They stayed at home, took care of the kids, took care of the house, made food for their husband, were submissive. Mm -hmm. All things modern feminist and modern woman won't do. And the world changed. The world changed. So now, all of a sudden, instead of taxing half the population, they're basically taxing almost all of it. And to make matters worse, now the young people were turned over to the state of corporations' agents, and they in turn could be mind-controlled at an earlier age. And again, none of it good for the youth of the generations that came after that. 
and now with divorces and the fact that marriage is basically all but falling off a cliff and anybody with any brains at all realizes that everybody's damaged goods. So neither party wants to get married to the other party because it's just too doggone dangerous. And again, this has been reinforced by the courts. Courts say, okay, let's pillage men some more, let's pillage women some more, and let's complicate it even more by let's throw in Department of Children's Services on top of all that. Uh-huh. Are you seeing a pattern here, folks? It has been about destroying the core of society. Everything that they've been doing for generations now. What they've done now, though, is taken it even a step farther than that in 2020. They've separated you from your neighbors, your friends, everything. They told you to wear a mask, stand six feet away from everybody. Don't trust nobody because obviously it's going to jump over and attack you if it gets close to you. All the signs, all the same time selling you a bill of goods, which again, with any actual study and research, you discover it's all fraud anyway. But, uh, you know, if you want to believe the hoax, that's fine. Because they got more than enough war stories about, oh, this individual died over here, that, just like Monty said a few minutes ago. You know, did he get decapitated? Died of COVID. Yep. Mm hmm. You believe that I got some motion front property here in Tennessee to sell you. And are people dying of stuff? Most certainly. We're not going to dispute that there aren't dead bodies there. But the question is what actually killed them versus what got put on the death certificate. That's the relevant question. And that's the question that's not getting asked near enough. And even doctors and nurses and staff with ethics and morals have been saying, listen, folks. We know what they're saying about this man or this woman that died, but I'm telling you, that wasn't what killed them. But the doctors, nurses, and the healthcare industry, you know, we talked about that in the past. This thing called U.S. Inc. took over the entire healthcare industry a few years back. They called it Obamacare. Well, it's all financial, wonderful windfall for them, highly profitable, of course, because now they're pillaging the younger generation that didn't really need health insurance. You know, yeah, some of them got hurt in car accidents and hurt in, you know, other accidents and things like that and maybe occasionally got sick. But it's always been about profiting. Again, we've made it a business model to profit off of six people. So that's why we don't actually make any effort to heal anybody. We just want them as quote-unquote regular customers coming in and buying our stuff that doesn't heal you. It just masks over the symptoms and the problems to begin with. We've forgotten how to heal ourselves. We don't eat natural foods anymore. We don't have the vitamins and minerals we're supposed to have. And again, <laughs> want to point fingers? You can point them all over the place, and that includes our food supplies which, by the way, are getting messed with in a very big way right now. So even the fake or even the uh, less than perfect foods that are coming out of the ground are not anywhere near as healthy as they would have been 50 or 100 years ago. And don't even get me started on GMO crops and the fake food meat supply that Bill Gates has planned. And remember, folks, this is a new trend now. The biggest landowner in America for farmland, <laughs> Bill Gates. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, he is going to become a farmer now. Yeah, if you believe that, I got not only a bridge to sell you, I'll add that, throw that in with the uh, oceanfront property here in Tennessee. Okay. 
Uh, got off track there, but I'm trying to get you to see a perspective of where we're at. As they move into this, they've got to set up the system the same way they had to set up the Federal Reserve System back in 1913, the same way they had to set up the new economic model back in 1933. And for those of you that don't know, you know, FDR's quote-unquote New Deal was unconstitutional in every way, sense, and form. So, you know, the Supreme Court actually checkmated him. So how did he solve that problem? <laughs> no problem at all. He just added a few more people to the uh, Supreme quote-unquote court, which again is just another corporation, and uh, said, okay, y'all don't want to go along with my agenda. We'll neuter your votes and make it a lot less important by increasing the size of the Supreme Court with my puppets. And remember, folks, I'd like to remind everybody, it's all Jews and Catholics on that Supreme Court. There hasn't been a Protestant there in decades. Uh-huh. You ever wonder about why that might be? Yeah. Can you say Jesuit order? Anyway. The 2030 agenda, you know, 10, 15 years ago, we were hearing all about, but we were saying, okay, we're hearing about it, but uh, we haven't seen quite it come into fruition yet. <laughs> well, folks, it's on the front page news of your daily news now. It's everywhere. And remember, it's only nine years away. But Agenda 2025 is only four years away. <laughs> Are you seeing the big picture yet? Oh, you should be because there it is. It is coming to full view. You know, I keep wanting to remind everybody 2020 is symbolic for perfect vision. And if you want to know what the new world order looks like, well, 2020 gave you a really wonderful introduction to it. Now, maybe you want to live in that kind of a crazy society, dystopian hell. I know, you know, I'm an anarchist. You can live however you want to. But I'm here to tell you that is not what you want to do. You do not want anything to do with anything that these people are offering. They have nothing good for you to have. Because remember, they basically told you at the World Economic Forum, here's the deal. You will own nothing. Doesn't that sound pleasant? You will have no privacy. Oh, that's wonderful. And you will be happy. That's laughable. I'm here to tell you, that is not the world that I see coming that I want to be any part of. Because as you've heard me say before, private property rights, and again, I remind everybody, slaves don't own anything, hint, hint, um, that uh, you're going to be living as a slave. And uh, I'm going to go over several little things that they tell you about the uh, new world that you're going to be living in. And I'm telling you right now, folks, it may sound kind of interesting and cool, but it's everything that we've been talking about for decades of the new world order in its beautiful, grand, and glorious height of power. Technocracy rising, folks. Technocracy rising. The transition has taken time, but for the first time in history, we now have a society that uh, has the technology to do everything that they've been wanting to implement. This couldn't have been implemented 20 years ago, but it sure can now. There is nothing stopping it other than they've just got to get a few more ducks in a row, a few more T's crossed, a few more I's dotted. And it ain't much. You're going to see it. There's most certainly a divide that's going to be taking place in our society. Okay. Now, here's some of the things you need to be aware of. 
public transportation. What are we hearing? Well, if you don't have the injection, you're not going to get on public transportation. You're not going to be able to get on airplanes. They're telling you that already. Well, guess what? In the cities of the future, and when I say cities of the future, I'm talking a couple years from now. I'm not talking about 10, 20, or 30. I'm talking a couple years from now at longest. You will not have a car. You won't own one. You won't choose. Technology is going to be running those vehicles around, and you're going to pick you up and take you where you need to go and do all those nice little wonderful things. Now, you really believe that they're going to let you do that if you don't get the injections that they tell you? They've already told you they're not going to tolerate it. Wake up, folks. 5G. Folks, if you're not paying attention to 5G, it's necessary, and they're actually going to move on to 6G now. But 5G is a weapon, but more importantly than even the fact that it can be used against you in all kinds of different ways, including frying you on the spot. Um, basically, what they're doing is this technology is going to be needed in order to keep a track of you, where you go, how you get there, what you say, what you do. You have no privacy. That's a part of their formula, folks. When they do this thing, and they've already, for all practical purposes, done it, it's over. You're not going to have anything resembling privacy. They're going to know who you're with, when you're with them, what you're doing with them, the whole nine yards. There are no more secrets. Okay? And again, folks, they told you that years ago in a movie. The movie was called Sneakers. I remember seeing it a lot of years ago, a lot of years ago. No more secrets. Guess what? We're there. Food, again, that's going to be a major issue because last year they plowed under all the crops, or a big percentage of them. Well, guess what that means? That means they're not on the shelves this year. And it's going to be all the harder this year because I have no idea how many farmers went down because of all this. But I'm here to tell you it's more than one or two. Now, a lot of farmers were also paid very handsomely to not actually go out there and pull those crops out of the ground. Said, okay, we'll plow them under. We promise. You send us that big check and they got the checks. Why is that? Common sense says for national security, we want food, right? I mean, really, isn't it? If we're worried about things like, you know, people going hungry? No, obviously not. Or there's an agenda behind it. Um, For people that uh, haven't heard me say this before, I encourage all of you to find uh, Ice Ice Age Farmer over there on YouTube. He has been the, my source of uh, getting farming information about some of the dirty dealings going on behind the scenes because he's wide awake to all of it, okay? I'm too busy in all these other areas. I don't have time to sit there and study every little detail. But, I, you know, every week or two I go in and see what's new, and he always has some very fascinating information. So you want to really know how they're going to control you? Make sure you recognize that one of the big ways is food. Because trust me, folks, if you're hungry enough, you'll go take that injection. You'll go turn in that gun. Or you'll say, yeah, I will serve you. Promise to feed me. 
Food is a weapon, folks. It's not supposed to be. It's in abundance. This earth provides more than enough to feed far more than the billions that are already living on this planet. So why are people hungry, starving? Again, the same problem. Rich men and corporations masquerading as government with an agenda that does not include looking out for the best interests of people. Folks, these people are psychopaths. The criminals are the highest order to include war criminals. Ah, yes, bicycles. I haven't owned a bicycle since I was a teenager. Well, that's going to be a new thing, folks. It's going to be a new thing. How many grandpas and grandmas you know are going to be running around on a bicycle in 70? Think about it. No rent. Well, there's a lot of people that are not been paying rent for the last six, eight, ten months. Okay. That trend is actually going to continue. They're transitioning over to this new thing, so everybody's gotten used to it. You have all these people that had bought properties with the intention of, you know, collecting rent on it indefinitely. And, uh, you know, they were turning around and using some of that money to pay back the loans that they needed to take out, even though banks don't loan money, hint, hint. Um, And all of a sudden, when they weren't getting paid from their renters because the government says that they didn't have to pay their rent. Well, guess what? Guess who just got foreclosed on? The banks are stealing it all, folks. Now, they can't own property, but they can sure control it. Because if you read that paperwork you fill out when you think you're buying a property and all you're doing is leasing it, the beneficiary. Let me say that again. You make the banks the beneficiary because you think they're giving you something. They gave you nothing. They took a promissory note that you filled out, sold it into the market, took the money that they got from the promissory note, gave it to you, and instead of charging you a small fee for the service that they provided, made themselves primary beneficiary to your property. Oh, the secrets. All right. No, you, folks, this one was a, even a bigger eye-opener than I thought it was. You want to know how bad it is going to get with regard to property? I'm going to tell you. Yeah, you're not going to own property. You're going to live somewhere. Yes, that will happen. But when you're not at home, <laughs> got to love this. Somebody else is going to be living there. And then when you come home, they'll go going to work and stuff. Now, doesn't that seem sweet? How many of you had roommates over your lifetime? And some of them were kind of slobs. Uh-huh. And heck, it might not even be the same individual day after day. You might have some Joe Smithy on day one, Frank Jones on day two, Susie Smith on day three. You see where I'm going here? You will own nothing. You will be spied upon and you will be happy. Yeah, believe that. All right, so what's spying on you? Well, you've heard me whine and complain about my cell phone that they forced me to get because I was carrying a flip phone for all of those years. Not that they couldn't spy me on me with that one too, but it was a whole lot less interesting. This one, oh, this is an NSA's NSA loves phones like the one I'm holding in my hand now. Trying my brain, which of course obviously I don't appreciate. More importantly than that, it can take pictures without me knowing. It can listen into my conversations without me knowing, even though I know it's doing all of these things. 
pass that information on. You're being spied on, but it's not just your phone that's doing it. No, it's not. You've got your own <clears throat> things like Alexa sitting on the counter, your television set, your refrigerator, your stove. It's all tied together, folks. Your security system. It's a part of the big grid. You look up above, you don't see those drones running around way up there. But I can assure you they're there, especially in a small-sized city or larger. They're all over the place, and they are constantly filming 24-7. And here's the kicker. They don't have to come down to be fueled. They're sitting there taking in all that wonderful energy coming from that sun, and all they're doing is constantly sending information down to Earth. You want to know what's happening in real time? Get access to the NSA's computers. You have no privacy. You have no rights, slaves. Shopping. Have you noticed something? What happens when they shut down Main Street? All of a sudden, you don't have quite as much competition. Well, this has been absolutely wonderful for the box stores. Been a nightmare for people that want to have at least a little bit of privacy, want to have some selections, that aren't really interested in sending money to China but want to buy American. Yeah, remember, folks, <laughs> look at who owns Walmart now. Hint, hint. I've talked about this, social credit score, folks. You want to know what the world's going to look like? Look to China. It's already there. Piss poor social credit score, you don't get a loan. Piss poor social credit score, you don't go anywhere. And I've already stated for the record, Marty and me, <laughs> we're going to be in the negative in the social credit score right out the starting gate. Why? Because we're not putting up with the bull. We're exposing it. And that's a big no-no to the syndicate. All right. Distractions. 300 television show stations and nothing to watch. Yeah, there's your distraction. A million more over on YouTube. 10 million, 20 million, whatever the heck channels there. Constant distractions. But I'm here to tell you, folks, if you aren't using those things like your computer and your cell phone and Tube and all these other wonderful websites that are giving you valuable information for free, but you're instead using them as a distraction, it's not going to be very good for you because I'm telling you, the average man or woman on the street now is not trained to survive at all, much less in a grid-down scenario. Oh, I'll just go to the grocery store if I need to buy something. Uh-huh. What happens when money doesn't work anymore? Grid down. Learn to grow a few crops, folks, because I'm telling you right now, this is the next step. Now, they'll bring all those things back eventually, but not before they do a massive wipeout in the process. Robotics, AI, both of those things are making inroads every single day. Every single day. Catherine Austin Fitz was of Solari Report. And again, folks, if you don't know who Catherine Austin Fitz is, you better find out. She's done some incredible videos out there. And she's been on top of a lot of issues as well. 
She has a lot of information that's necessary. But one of the points that she made was she was talking to a billionaire that made it a business to buy out corporations. You know, we're not talking chump change here. He'd just go in and buy something if he wanted. 100 million here, 300 million there, whoop de doo. And he looked at her and told her, I can fire everybody and not blink an eye. Because there was no emotions there. He says, most of the stuff that these people do, I can get a machine to do. Now, what did they tell you over in 2020? Well, they told you that uh, if you found yourself unemployed, that means they didn't need you. Folks, a lot of men out there, a lot of men out there, make some decisions and say to themselves, hey, here I am. They judge themselves on three different things. They judge themselves on the fact of whether or not they're uh, working. That's where they get some of their self-esteem. They judge themselves whether or not they're um, who they're with and whether or not they can take care of the family. Those are things that make a man a man. And in some cases a woman too, but for men that's a really important thing. What happens when you take that away from a man, you take away his dignity? Hmm? Take away his drive. The syndicate already knows the answer to that question. Why do you think they're doing it? They're doing it to debase you. That's why you wear that cloth over your face. It has nothing to do with health. Everything to do with conditioning you to exceed being accepting yourself as a worthless dog pile of doo-doo. You are a slave. They want to remind you of that on a minute-by-minute basis. That's the world that they want you to live in, one of hopelessness. All right, pollution. Well, they're going to be moving into this new technocracy, so pollution will be reduced. But again, you look at most of the pollution that's around the world, these were corporations that did this, not the average man or woman down the street. And the corporations were given passes by the larger corporations masquerading as government. That's a fact. Why were they allowed to do this? Because again, clean water, well, that's a way to survive. But you sit there and you pollute the water, you pollute the land. Well, now it's not as useful as it used to be. People can't use it for the ways they would otherwise use it. And to make matters worse, now you've got corporations saying, you can't collect rainwater. Excuse me? Nope, can't collect rainwater. That belongs to us. <laughs> you don't see the chains coming around your shoulders, your arms, your legs. Don't see the bars going up as the walls get built around you. Ah, yes. Social unrest. Again, folks, this is the classic divide and conquer thing. Divide people into their proverbial camps. And I'm telling you right now, they are building camps because not everybody is going to go along with this agenda for the New World Order. Marty and I sure as hell aren't. Well, we're not alone. And I suspect the fact that if you're still listening to this show after hearing me rant for however long I've been ranting for, well, let's just say this. It's a good thing because now you're figuring things out too and maybe you don't want to be participating in their slave system. Heaven knows I sure don't want to. All right, 
massive kill-off. Folks, they're going to kill you off to a variety of methods. One of the ways is this injection. You look at the amount of old folks that have passed on, especially since getting this. That's not a coincidence, folks. They need to remove the last bastion of the old generation. Because the older generations, the people in their 70s, 80s, they're still the big wealth holders outside of the mega, mega billionaires and the multimillionaires. And they still give other people options. Because this is about wealth transfer. At such a scale, it would never have been done in the past. It will never be done in the future. Because for them, they consider that this is their planet and you are not supposed to be here. You are expendable. You are a proverbial, quote-unquote, useless eater. They look at you as being nothing more than a roach to be squashed. Zombie apocalypse movies? Guess who those zombies are? You think they're actually brain-dead people? No, they're your friends, your neighbors, the people that you know that are sitting there staring at their cell phone as they walk into traffic and get run over by a bus, walk off a cliff, fall into a hole because they weren't paying attention. That's the way they look at you, folks. And the sad truth of the matter is, (laughs) they're not very wrong in so many cases. You know, they actually have a word for it. They call them the Darwin Awards. You want to talk about the kill-off? Go to Deagle.com, D-E-A-G-E-L, Terry Industrial Complex. Population of America down to 99 million. Uh-huh. Wait a minute, where'd the other people go? Oh, they must have gone overseas or something. No. Look at the statistics. Almost every country on that list, and by the way, it's all of them, is in the red which means they lost population. There was a few countries that gained a little bit. Now, that little bit that they gained is nowhere near the population loss. So what happened to them? Hmm. You need to think about it. All right. The Global Future Council on Cities and Urbanization. Do some research into that. The World Economic Forum, we've already talked about it. The World Economic Forum is a real thing. It was founded in 1971, Charles Schwab. And coincidentally, a book he wrote last year about how wonderful this hoax was so that uh, we can implement this thing. Uh Now, you think he wrote it in four or five months? Yeah, if you believe that, you also, of course, believe that after 9-11, there was this massive, massive, massive bit of legislation they called it the Patriot Act, that was magically typed up in a week or two or whatever it was. No. It just says, okay, we've implemented Event 201, hint, hint, Event 201, and it's now time to bring out the next part of it. Here's a book that I wrote 30 years ago or 20 years ago or whenever. This is where we're going, and this is the perfect excuse, just like I said a minute ago. All right, smart cities, that's what they're building. And again, if you've not been listening to Catherine Austin Fitz, she told you, coincidentally, all those buildings that are being burned in all of these cities 
How nice. You think they were just arbitrarily chosen? (laughs) Don't be that naive, please, folks. Don't be that naive. They were strategically chosen. They were in economic centers. And one of the things Catherine Austin Fitch noted was a lot of these cities either have a Federal Reserve Bank or one of its subsidiaries. And these are world economic for or these are all economic forum future where you invest into properties. Well, how do you invest into properties if somebody otherwise owns it? All these small businesses owners. Easy. You destroy their business. First, you put them out of business by telling them they have to close, which, of course, they do. Now they can't pay the bill, so that by default means that the bank ends up with the building and all the stuff that gets in it is stolen by uh, quote-unquote rioters. I call them paid-agent provocateurs, and then they get torched, the building. Well, that makes it really easy to go in and get the property for pennies on the dollar and then build whatever superstructures you're wanting to build in a modern society. It was a neon sign for Catherine Austin Fitz because she used to be in the real estate business for U.S. Inc. It's a business model. I've told you folks about it again and again. Vulture capitalism. It's a business model. One of the ways the bankers do it is they bring the economy to life, lend money into the economy. Everybody's having a good old time, and then about that time, they pull the rug out from under you, destroy the economy, and then collect everything for pennies on the dollar. It's a business model. And the best business model out there is slavery. Something to think about for all of you folks that still want to claim to status as a U.S. Inc. citizen, 14th Amendment corporate debt slave, paying you 30, 40, 50% taxes every year. On top of all those other wonderful taxes that you pay, property taxes, sales taxes, income taxes, you know, taxes on your car, taxes on your dog, taxes here, taxes there. You enjoying that slave status yet, folks? Heaven knows I sure ain't. U.S. dominance is over. It's about damn time, too. I've told you folks there are three city-states in the world. The Vatican, City of London, Washington, D.C. Vatican is the core of the problem. Its army is Jesuits. City of London is not London the entirety. It's actually a one-square-mile area where even the queen walks behind the mayor of London. Uh-huh. And then Washington, D.C. is, of course, the military arm. The city of London is the financial center and the uh, legal center. Learn your history, folks. Nothing is happening by accidents or coincidence. It's all by design. The U.N. agenda is real. United Nations, just another corporation, I'd like to add, but they're bringing about the New World Order. It's all here. As artificial intelligence continues to get smarter and smarter, the technocracy is easier and easier to implement. Computers will do more. Robots will do more. People will become less and less important. And I've told you all, folks, the next step for them is a combination of two strikes. 
one gun confiscation, and look at how they're treating the quote-unquote average American quote-unquote patriot. Calling you a domestic terrorist, calling you a threat, a national security threat. No, I'm so used to being called that. You know, I've told you all, folks, that if I'm not on about 20 government watch lists, I'm failing miserably. Kiss my ass, NSA. We have a problem, and this parasite, this criminal class, is putting in the final nails of our coffin. This is the problem that we have. And in a minute, we'll talk solutions. You're going to be tied in as a Borg into the cloud. Part of this thing, not everybody's going to die from this injection. And by the way, the deaths are really going to start coming in about a year to two years. Because part of what this injection does is it changes you into something different. And your own body is going to attack it because it doesn't recognize the threat as actually having been created by this entity. It doesn't realize it's attacking itself. Watch, which is why I can say avoid that injection at all costs. But it's your life. You do whatever the hell you want. Trust your corporate masters. They love you. That's why you're going to be seeing those proverbial basic income. We don't need to keep you as a job. You don't need one. We'll just send you a check every month. We'll make sure you have the bare minimum you need to survive. Slavery, folks, look how well it's worked for the people that have been living on welfare for two or three generations now, ever since uh, the great society programs under the murderer Lyndon Baines Johnson, who was responsible in part for the assassination of his boss, John F. Kennedy. Yep, you all believe that this, uh, they have your best interest at heart. Behavioral science. They have been studying people for millennia. We are the most studied, quote-unquote, animal ever. They are masters at it. The Nazis got a lot of wonderful details during World War II area with all their war crimes against people. And guess what? Those scientists, no, they were never hung or they were never lined up against a wall and shot. No. They got shipped elsewhere on Operation Paperclip. They were useful. You think they went away? No. They're the people that gave us MK Ultra. And believe me, we are way past MK Ultra. That's ancient science to what they can do now. Marty has talked about. I heard her say it on this show specifically. Watch your television set. The flicker rate puts you into a mind-numb state to be controlled. Television programming, ladies and gentlemen. Not a coincidence. This. <laughs> You've heard me say it again and again and again. Words have meanings. You better figure it out. Blockchain and cryptocurrencies. One of the reasons that they're busy driving up the price of some of these cryptos, especially with Bitcoin, you know, I look at it as being one big bubble, but they can do whatever they want to with it, is to get people to bull with it. Oh, I'm missing out. I'm missing out. Well, as you're missing out on it, 
you're being conditioning an entire population of people to accept cryptocurrency. Remember, crypto, crypt, blockchain. Well, it's safer. It keeps you out of U.S. Inc.'s hands. Uh-huh. You keep on believing that. You keep on believing that. Johnny Bravo, he goes by J Bravo on uh, YouTube. I know it's a cartoon character, but uh, J Bravo, he did a show, I think it was either today or yesterday or something like that, and he was talking about one of the places that he kept his cryptocurrency. And they shafted him. And I've told you, they've taken down website after website after website over the years. You think that just because you have some uh, crypto that USN can't come in and take it all from you? <laughs> I hope you're not that naive, people. If you cannot put your hands on it or somebody else controls it, you don't own it. Finally, we're going to talk about energy. The world is changing. Gasoline engines haven't been needed for years, decades, really. They figured out how we could... Uh, Take water, you know, slice it and dice it, H2O. Hydrogen and oxygen, separate those two out, and hydrogen burns very nicely. We've been using hydrogen in torches for years. We made cars. Of course, the guys that made those kinds of cars, they mysteriously ended up dead when they wouldn't sell out with their patents. But hey, you know, we're just conspiracy theorists around here. We don't care, right? Marty, I'm going to let you interject for a minute or two, and then I'm going to offer solutions. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, Johnny, you know, you've talked about a lot of things here this evening, and one of the things we see happening in guardianship, of course, is the theft of private property, real estate, personal items. And it was in that vein that I started looking into this thing of how why nobody was – actively trying to stop this, like the politicals, the legislators, the governors, the president, nobody. But this massive transfer of wealth to a select few, these predators. And it is a transfer of wealth. And we are disinheriting the next generation that land and assets that should have transferred to the kids or the grandkids is now going into a total stranger's pocket. Supposedly, that's okay, but it's wrong if the family inherits. But there is a grand plan. I remember reading uh, about Agenda 21, and they talked about, the UN talked about how it was unfair if you owned property and I did that didn't. That was social injustice. You should not be allowed to own property unless I could own property, too. That's... That goes against the whole capitalist thing everybody harps about all the time. But here you've got this thing of just because you were able to buy property and I wasn't, for some reason, you've done something wrong. But what I'm seeing surface all up across the net are these articles about how inheritance is wrong. Why this doesn't make sense. Why should we allow children and grandchildren to inherit property? And I'll tell you why we should, because number one, their family. Number two, the parent, grandparent, whomever generated that property, bought and paid for it, sweat for it, got the title to it, even though they actually don't own it. It looks like they do, and we've talked about that on this show, too. You are listed as a tenant on your property, with the IRS having first rights in perpetuity to it. 
But once that's paid for and you continue to pay the property taxes on her, to believe me, they'll come snatch it right away from you. Why shouldn't you be able to give it to your children or your grandchildren? What's wrong with you? It's bought and paid for. What is So you work your whole life and pay for something like that, and then if you die, uh, the, the common belief is, well, if you died, uh, dead people don't have any rights, and they can't own property. Can't. That's why they make arrangements before they pass away. This is what I want to have happen. But this is exactly why no state allows the transfer of assets for three to five years. If you do that and then die, they have a look-back period. In some states, you can go back 12 years. And if anything was bought, sold, traded, or given away, it has to be brought back to the estate because the guardian wants it. So, I mean, you look at all of this, it's all about disinheriting the country, not just a family, the country. We're being disinherited. Of course, there's a breaker line on this. People at a certain income, you know, when you get up into the upper incomes, of course, these things aren't going to affect you. My God, you're special. Um, don't worry about it, you know. This is just for the peons down on the bottom. But the whole point of it is to dis empower you and to take everything from you that gives most people purpose the ownership of your own land something you can call your own something you worked and paid for a sense of pride a sense of purpose but see they want that gone because you don't mind near as well when you feel empowered you really don't and um, so put on your mask and pretend there's actually a virus out there. You know, I'm going to bring up something that I had brought it up before, but I want to say it again. A friend of mine, a very close friend of mine, had said something here recently about having several people she knew had died, supposedly, of COVID. She said, I'm not going to argue this virus thing anymore because it's pointless. She said, people are dying. What are they dying from? That's the question. Because I know very few people who honestly think this virus exists, but something is killing off people. What is it? What is it? And it particularly is striking the elderly, of course, the most frail and vulnerable. Um, Italy just came out and admitted that 99% of the people that passed away over there that they called COVID actually had underlying health problems that caused their death. And... But whatever this thing is, they've settled on us. I've got up on the PPJ a a piece um, called the Pentagon's Bioweapons. And you get over on this site, and I'm telling you, it's boy, the work over there is just phenomenal. But you look at what all they're into, what all they've created, what all they've studied, what all they've set loose on various parts of the world, testing out these horrendous things they've created and they're using us as guinea pigs. They are using us as one massive experiment. Sometimes things get out into the public about God awful the Tuskegee experiment, for example. MK Ultra was finally exposed. I think one big example of just how foul and terrible the people running the show are is um what we did, the torture we heaped on people we called prisoners, enemy combatants. 
I've have never I can't remember being as ashamed as I was when I read about those people and what had been done to them. Uh, it brought me to tears. Other people cheered and said, "Oh, it's great." Well, you know, we're getting information from them that you don't know what they would tell you anything to just to get it to stop. You got nothing. But this is what I'm saying. They will do anything to us, anything. But this whole thing with this virus is being used for multiple purposes on multiple reasons, and that is to cover up the failing banks. This whole thing was planned out. They cannot even approve this virus exists. The the destruction of local economies. The backbone of your local economy was your mom and pop business. You saw they're gone. They're gone. Walmart's doing really good. So's Home Depot. Because apparently the virus doesn't go in those stores. Anyway, it just goes down to the one down the street. But anyway, John, we've got a caller here I'm going to take really quick. And area code 541, did you have a question or comment for John? No, I'm just here, uh, Kyler Davenport, listening to you and John. Uh, I thought I would pop by oh, tonight hey, since I... Since since I retired from radio, I think for a couple of months to kind of get my head together. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. How's it, how's things going otherwise? You doing okay? Well, yeah, yeah. Come see, come saw. You know, I'm, I'm fair, fair to Midland. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. it feels kind of bad to be off radio. It feels kind of good to be off radio. I'm not really sure which way I'm going yet. I said I took a yeah. sabbatical, but I may go back on. I don't know. I think you will. Um, I know I we always take that break at the end of the year uh, from about mid-December to the first week in January. Uh, you just need the break. You do. You just need the break, especially if you're doing it regular and all the time. Um, you just need the break. So maybe that's all you need, Philip. You know, you just, just uh, take yeah. a step back and recoup. And uh, I think what you do is important. And I think you have a good audience that anticipates, you know, wants to hear your show. So I'd give it some thought, but just rest and relax for the time being. Your uh, your your people need to know about Klaus Schwab with the World Economic Forum. Yes. That is, you know, I guess you've already mentioned that. That is the main thing to look at. There's the whole map there of the reset. Yeah. I mean, every part of the reset is on that uh, World Economic Forum map. Wow. Every part of the reset. Every, every dot, of, I mean, every uh, A to Z, A to Z is on yeah. that uh, map. Where can you find that, Philip? World Economic Forum. All they have to type in okay. is World Economic Forum. Klaus Schwab is the big wig over there. Uh, he's running around with big wigs like uh, Elon Musk and Bill Gates and uh, Dr. Fauci oh. and Dr. Birch and all the rest. And so the the whole plan is right there. World Economic Forum will just just shut everybody down, shut everybody up. I mean, if they want to read it, it's there. If they want to know what's going on, it's okay. there. It's there. Well, I just say Fauci, honestly, they call him Frodsky. Uh, uh, he gets caught in so many lies, and he just continues on. Bill Gates has got to be one of the uh, – he almost strikes me as brain injured or something. I have never heard such idiotic talk. 
come out of someone's mouth when asked a direct question. I, I have, the stuff that fool comes up with, and people are listening to him. I. You notice. It just drives uh, you notice. Me crazy. You notice how they've started dressing him like Mister Rogers on our neighborhood. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So he'll look sweet they, and kind and uh, loving to the children and loving to the old folks uh-huh. and. He always wears that uh-huh. denim sweater. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's. Um, but there's something I think, uh, aside from the fact that he's a genocidal maniac, there's something wrong. All the cylinders ain't firing there. I saw somewhere where somebody said, <laughs> uh, "Why are we listening to Bill Gates on on uh, <laughs> you know on this supposed virus? He couldn't even keep a virus out of his operating system." And I about fell on the floor at that one. I thought that's a good good one but uh these two i i just and you know what i don't understand john and i have gone over this ad nauseum what i don't understand is we have all this evidence that this was pre-planned this whole scenario was pre-planned what they were going to do to us what they were going to scare us with what they were going to kill us with and yet there are still people out there Oh, well, I do, I'm wearing the mask because I don't want to spread the virus. What virus is that? Well, the, right. the COVID. Well, nobody's identified any virus. What are you talking about? No, there is no virus. Yeah. There is no virus. Yeah. This is a bioweapon. This has been proven yep. to be a bioweapon by over 10,000 doctors. 10,000 doctors have proven beyond the shadow of a doubt and biologists and endocrinologists in that this is a bioweapon and it will kill you within two years. It's designed to kill you if they choose within two years. It's designed to kill you. And it has got the synthetic fluorescent luciferous and it's got the hydrogel that we talked about and it's got the quantum yeah. tattoo coming with the second virus. The second virus is on the way. Uh, if you'll just read uh, Klaus Schwab, uh, the second yeah. virus, COVID-2, COVID, uh, is coming around the corner. So they're going to put everybody back in fear, back in lockdown, back in quarantine. All the propaganda will come out, and they'll force everybody to take the vaccine. And that way they'll be either vaccine injured or vaccine sick or permanently disabled by the, by the uh, bioweapon. Uh, or they'll die of the bioweapon. Wow. So this is a killer bioweapon. Everybody has to yeah, understand that. Yes, yes, yes. I know people think we're crazy when we talk like that. I know that many people think we are insane when we talk like that. Well, they can think whatever they want. You know, after you're in this stuff for so long, you learned it. Nothing will surprise you. Nothing should surprise you. And whatever you think the extreme might be, expect it to be even far worse than that. I right. just, I never anticipated that this age, I would be looking back at this country and thinking, my God, how did we get here? Yeah. I, you know, John, are you still you cooking there? Yeah, but I don't want to interrupt Kyler and you too. You all, I don't have to do all the talking here. You know, Kyler's done a spectacular <laughs> job over there at Alternative Public Radio International. Yeah. 
You know, just yeah. because he went into retirement, ladies and gentlemen, I'd just like to remind y'all there's years of incredible stuff with Kyler and me and a few of our friends over there on Alternative Public Radio International, also on Blog Talk. Just go to blogtalkradio.com and type in Kyler Davenport, and it will show up just nicely. And you can listen to me rant and Kyler rant and a few of our other friends rant and see me in a little back-and-forth banter. And yeah, we have a good old time over there. But anyway, you know, yeah. I think I think people are astounded. I think even the Christian community is astounded, literally astounded at what is happening. Those that are awake, I think that they're. I mean, for me, there's no words. I've gotten to the point where I've just given up. Uh, I'm I'm I've just given up. I don't give a crap yeah. anymore. I, you know, I'm right. astounded. I have no words to describe what we've gotten ourselves into, what we've allowed happen, the people that we've allowed to be appointed to Congress and the Senate and the House, the people that uh, this fraudulent election that we've allowed to go through. Uh, Trump was supposed to do something within 72 hours of that uh, fraudulent uh, inauguration, and he hasn't done anything yet, and he's got 8,000 people working on it. We're supposed to see some major arrest going on by March the 4th. March the 4th is the deadline for Trump to make his move. So everybody needs to know March 4th is the deadline for Trump to make his move. And he is supposed to make a big move from all of my dark web investigations. Uh, there are supposed mm-hmm. to be some major arrests made. And the country turned back over to Trump, who is still POTUS, by the way. He is still. Oh God! Please don't say that. We we have got to agree to disagree on this one because I think that man, he's not stable. He's got no morals, no principles. Joe Biden. Joe Biden is a child molester and uh, and and got Alzheimer's. I'm not saying he's any better. I didn't say that, Philip. I didn't say that. I think we're in trouble either way. But I don't, I don't understand this enthrallment people have with Trump. Um, honest to God, I thought George W. Bush was a buffoon. But this guy, and the worst part of it is, I think he was, like I say, unstable on top of it. Um, I've been hearing this arrest thing for two or three years. Oh, there's going to be arrests. Oh, they're going to do this and that. Trump right now is running. They got eight lawsuits, felony charges against him that have been in the wings because you cannot charge a sitting president. And I do not believe for a minute he won that election. He lost by seven million votes. Um, he just did. But this is a man who stood there and told you he he could not stand losing. And they no. were in what? Six, he won. He 17 won. He won that election and, by and, a landslide. He won that election no, by believe. a landslide. You know how many people there were at the inauguration? Oh yeah, for sure. My research. Oh yeah. You know how much? You know how many people were at the inauguration for uh, for Biden? No. Tell me. I couldn't tell people. you. I didn't watch it. Twenty-two people. Twenty-two people were there for this great man, including the mm-hmm. press and twenty-five thousand National Guard. Nobody turned up right. to see old Joe get inaugurated. Dirty old Joe. Nobody was allowed to. Um, that was all pre-planned. That was in the news days before the inauguration. You know, for me, I'm a political atheist. I don't believe none of them. We swapped one jackass for another one. That's all we've done. 
Yeah. But uh, what people think is is there with Trump, uh, this is an amoral, misogynistic, uh, narcissistic, self-absorbed to a degree I can't even believe all of his talk constantly about how you were going to love him and how you're going to be so proud of him and wait till you see what I do next and blah, blah, blah. This constant self-adoration it was absolutely bringing me the vomit up in my throat. But, you know, all of this aside, if he could have done anything about what's going on, why didn't he? Why didn't he? He was president of the United States. Why didn't he? But he didn't. And Joe Biden ain't going to do squat either. Um, I, we, are, we are at the mercy of people who have no concern for us out here in no man's land on any level. They can't right. relate to us. They they have no idea what, what we struggle with on a day-to-day basis, the things we worry about because they're in this elite class. And I want to say this. I keep seeing all this stuff about communism, communism, socialism. You're dead in the middle of fascism. And the only deciding factor in that is going to be, and yes, you're going to get either communism or socialism, basically the same thing. But the only thing that's going to be different is which of the ruling elite is going to be ruling you. Right. You're in fascism, corporate control of everything, and they don't give a fly and flip whether you live, die, or survive, and they just soon you traveled on. Um, right. I, I don't yeah. know. We've been talking all of this stuff, Philip John. To we've been talking all this stuff, you know, and talking to our audiences. And the, the biggest problem I see is we've got one of the most spineless public. Uh, they, they, there's no backbone anymore. No. There's no backbone. We've lost our fight, at least in my opinion. What do you think? I also want to publicly publicly apologize to you for my last two F.U. words that uh, we had oh, a while back. That, that, that. We don't do that. We don't do that. We're all done with that. Move on. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to make a public. I wanted to make a public apology, though. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. But the past is the past, and let's leave it there. And yes. uh, so, like I told you, we all have our moments. And um, yes. thank you. I, I do appreciate you doing. But uh, if you come back on air, when might that be? Uh, it'll be, uh, March the 1st, probably. Okay. Okay. Well, if you decide to come back on, make sure we get promos for the show so we can help boost. I will. And y'all take, y'all take care. John, you take care. And, uh, John, I wanted to tell you, I, I spoke to, um, Samantha's daughter's and they're trying to steal her $1,400 a month check, I found out. And uh, through the grapevine, one of one of her friends told me, who's known her for 20 years, that they just want her $1,400 check every month. So I told her to put a cease and desist order, trespass order on them from the hospital tomorrow. And I'm going to put a cease and desist order on both of them. They keep calling me and hassling me. Uh, her sisters, uh, so I'm going to tell them I'm going to have them arrested if they keep messing with me. 
Uh, so that's all I have to say. I'm going to leave you guys alone. Oh, I Philip, love you very Philip, much. Philip, this, huh? this lady you're talking, this lady, and they're trying to take her money. What are they trying to file for conservatorship or guardianship or both? Anything they can do, anything they can get, anything they can claw out. Uh, she's they had her okay. put away, had her put away in a mental uh, hospital, and I just got off the phone with her a while ago, and uh, John's been on the phone with her, and we're trying to help okay. her as best we can with the information that we okay. have, trying to tread lightly, you know, trying to tread lightly in a situation right. like this with family involved. Uh, so. Right. They're threatening. They're threatening me. They're threatening John. They're threatening us Holy to back God. off and not talk to her. Not talk to her anymore. Uh, not put ideas in her head anymore. They want that check. They don't want John, me yeah. talking to her. Oh my Lord, no! Right. They want to try to get right. us off the paperwork at the hospital. We're on the paperwork at the yep. hospital where we can speak to the psychiatrist or the doctor or the nurse or yes. whoever. And they're scared okay. to death of us. They're scared to death of us. They're terrified of us. And I'm glad they're I'm glad they're terrified of us. Yeah. Okay. Well, very if I can be of any help in that arena, let me know. I'm sure but, we will. Bill, thank we will. you for calling in. Yeah. Thank, thank you for very calling much. in. It's good you. to hear from you. Yep. I love you and I'll see and you all we'll later. Bye. All I'll right. See you tomorrow, bye bye. Okay, John. Hey, Molly. <laughs> Yes. I think we only have a couple yes. minutes left, so I can't really get into yes. solutions at this time. Um, no, no, I no, may no. have. Uh, okay. Okay. I'm so, asking, is this a two-hour show or is this a one-and-a-half-hour show? One-and-a-half. It's 90. We're, we got four minutes left. Yeah, I can't get into the solutions in four minutes, <laughs> especially yeah. with two minutes being yeah. – to wrap it up. So let's make a plan for uh, getting into a bunch of solutions. And believe me, there's a lot that I will be talking about because we have to. It's this is more about complaining about stuff. You know, I'm teaching people yeah. what's going on, but it's not to keep you in a negative state of mind, my friends. It's so that you learn what's going on, you see the big picture, and then you can make decisions that will help you fight your way through this because honestly what they're trying yes. to do is they are trying to distract you so that you do not know what's going on. You didn't hear either of the political candidates in 2020 talk about the global economic reset. There's a reason for no. that. They don't want you to know about it. Now they can say that, well, we told the whole world about it. Look, we created a website about it. We've been talking about it. Yeah, but let's be honest. Who many people are actually doing what we do, which is studying and uh, talking and actually doing hardcore research? Most aren't. They're right. infatuated with nothing in the stars and, you know, the hoax that everybody's been told that's uh, taking over the whole world and we're all going to die next year if we don't get the injection and blah, blah, blah. But anyway, um, so I'll just guess I'll leave it at that and get back to this next week uh, whenever we do it. Um, again, folks, All right. I hope you got something. And if you have some questions, please send them to Marty. Um, if you're my friend on Facebook, I'm still in Facebook jail for the next 29 days, so I can't, <laughs> I can't do anything <laughs> with regard to uh, you, uh, you oh, know, geez, that's so stupid. my uh, page. Uh, you can still reach me through Messenger, but other than that, there's absolutely nothing I can do. So find me on IlluminatiTrainingAcademy.com uh, or find me over there on YouTube or something like that. Anyway, okay. Marty, as always, it's an incredible pleasure to work with you and to talk with you and to have these conversations with you, dear. And I am so yeah, pleased. Yeah, it is. I better. enjoy these. Yep, I am. 
And uh, I'm glad Philip called in, too. That was nice. It, anyway, if I get some extra time this week, maybe we can do a second show. And uh, we'll see what comes up there. But, uh, everybody, you know, thank you for tuning in this evening. Go ahead, John. I says I'm all for it. Okay. Just let me know. <laughs> Okay. Um, These shows are brought to you in coordination with Marcel Reed and the Whistleblower Summit, an annual event in Washington, D.C., and we'll see how that plays out for this next year. (coughs) Excuse me. Everybody, thank you for tuning in, and we'll be back next Monday. Good night, everyone. Good night, world.